Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Houston has it. They had a man dangling at the blue line. Buck does come out to center ice. That was Murphy. Now, knocked down, loses the puck. Could be an odd man rush for Princeton. Shot right side, they score. Kirsten again, the senior coming through big time for the Tigers. And that will probably put an end to Union College's season. And Matthew Bray of ESPN Plus was correct. That second, third period goal by Spencer Kirsten did indeed end Union season. Welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Schott, the sports editor of the Daily Gazette. Uh, thank you for joining me as we take a look back at Saturday's uh, ECAC Hockey Tournament first round single elimination game between Princeton and Union. A game Princeton won 6-4 to four before 2,119 raucous fans at Messerink. And a really a disappointing end to the Dutchman season, considering it a week ago that, uh, that they had beaten Princeton 3-1 to one at Messa to get the uh, home ice for that the single elimination game, the first year of the single elimination first round game, and uh, it was a, a just a disappointing game, uh, exciting game. I mean, it was like I said, it was a raucous crowd. The you know, Union found themselves down two nothing, then four one, rallied the tie at four, and had a chance to you know take the lead when they got a power play, didn't do it, and then uh, Spencer Kirsten, who had two goals coming into the game as senior forward, scored twice late in the third to. Uh, Take Princeton on to the quarterfinals uh, next weekend. Uh, just it's one of those games where I, I think Connor Murphy, Union goaltender, would like to have back. He uh, let up some goals that uh, he normally would have stopped. Uh, a couple, especially in the second period, we'll, we'll go into dive into that in just a little bit. But you got to give uh, Union a lot of credit because if you think about this team you're, uh, earlier in the year when they get behind uh, like this, uh, down by three goals, and they seem to not uh, have any heart to get back into it and then and, and Josh Josh Algie the head coach uh, the first year for the Dutchman would say sometimes that uh, the team would feel sorry for themselves and start cheating the game but they didn't do that uh, against Princeton rallying the tie to score at four and we'll go over some of those goals that Union scored as well. So, I mean, the Union had their chances. I mean, they uh, just uh, just an unfortunate ending to the season. Uh, I really thought the Union was going to win this game and uh, move on to the quarterfinals, and but uh, just wasn't to be. And so, Princeton for the second time um, since uh, 2018 have uh, won a series in Union. Of course, they won the quarterfinals as the best of three back in 2018, sweeping that series. Uh, now, Princeton has won four of the six series of playoff uh, matchups against Union uh, in the in their career. So, hats off to Princeton. A great job by then, uh, especially Spencer Kirsten, who uh, really um, uh Stepped up his play in the third period to uh, get Princeton to the quarterfinals. Um, let's start. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, let's start with the uh, the goal scoring. Um, it was a pretty evenly played first few minutes of the of the uh, first period, but then Ian Murphy uh, gave uh, Princeton a one nothing lead um, when he redirected a David Ma shot uh, from the high slot just uh, mid 9:40 into the first period. Then a few minutes later. Uh, a turnover by Colin Ferguson in the Union zone as he tried to uh, pass the puck back behind the net to Nathan Kelly. He was intercepted by Ian, uh, sorry, by Joe Berg, and he put it out to Jack Cronin, and Cronin scored to make it two nothing. And the momentum obviously 
swinging Princeton's way at that point. Uh, you need something to, to uh, spark to get uh, before the end of the period. And they found it. Uh, Josh Nixon scoring his 10th goal of the year and become the only union player to score double digits in goals this year. Uh, with 53 seconds left, he got it uh, union within one. Unfortunately for that Dutchman, that Nixon goal did not uh, give them uh, the momentum heading into the second period. And uh, Princeton you know, t- took advantage and they ended up with a 4-1 lead with two goals in a 41-second span. But I think both goals, if you ask Connor Murphy, um, he'd like to have back. Um, uh, Peter Wallace scored on a slot shot on a pass from Ian Murphy. Uh, Murphy. Uh, Connor Murphy moved to his right, leaving that left side his left side open, and that's where uh, Walton buried the shot to make it three to one. And then Ian Murphy uh, was along the goal line to the right side, right wing side, and he just fired a puck along the go- to Connor Murphy and hit Connor Murphy's back and uh, got in the net, and that's four one. And you're thinking, oh boy, it's not going to be good, uh, good ending for the Dutchman in this one. And uh, but they they still kept going. And one thing that Princeton coach Ron Fogarty said after last Saturday's game was his team needed to stay out of the penalty box. Well, they didn't. And there was a a penalty uh, in that second period on Princeton against um, uh, Merriman, Mackenzie Merriman. Uh, It was an interference call. He banged Cal Mell and apparently appeared to be hit him up high in the head. Uh, It went to video review, but uh, there was a term of a two-minute penalty. I think if if they called a major on that, that really could have changed the complexion of the game. Union could have had unlimited time on the power play. Uh, But as it is, they got a two-minute power play, and they quickly converted as Caden Villegas put one in the back of the net. And we're back underway. Still a huge power play for Union. Two minutes or otherwise. Mel right back out there, so that's good news. Backdoor pass shot. Score! Colossal goal for Union College. Caden Villegas. And it's 4-2 Princeton. That made it 4-2 Princeton. And then Princeton went on to power play uh, as Cal Mel was penalized for uh, interference at 12-17. But three minutes after uh, Villegas' goal, the Union wins the faceoff in the uh, Princeton zone, clears it down the ice. Goaltender Aiden Porter goes out to uh, get the puck. And he uh, some miscommunication between him and his defenseman. Uh, he ended up passing the puck to Tyler Watkins. And the Union forward hit uh, Billy Emanen in front. And Emanen scores shorthanded three minutes after the Villegas power play goal. So obviously a huge kill here for Union. Their first attempt of the game. They win the faceoff and get the puck down ice. But, I mean, if nothing else, this is two more minutes there's a giveaway, shot score! Short-handed goal, Union College! Billy Eminen with the goal! And I was just about to say, it's two minutes, Union doesn't have a chance to score a goal. And just like that, Eminen tells me to shut up as he puts it in the back of the net. And it's 4-3 Princeton. Union was down 4-3 heading into the third period. They kept the pressure up on uh, Princeton. They uh, forced a uh, hooking penalty on David Jacobs at 6.59 of the third. And uh, as that power play was winding down, uh, Chris Theodore 
uh, who likes to pass the puck more than shoot, this time made the perfect pass to Josh Nixon in the slot. And with three seconds left on that power play, Nixon tied the game up and sent Messerink into a frenzy. Theodore to the slot for Nixon. Hanley with a blast. Blocked. Hanley gets it back to Nixon. Up top. Over to the right side. Fake to the slot. Shot. Score! That tied the score of four, and as I said, I've been I've been critical of Theodore for uh, his uh, passing first mentality. Uh, it's happened to happen too many times this season, but that was the right play at that point. Uh, he spotted he, Theodore was alone in the right circle and just found Nixon alone in the slide. It was a perfect pass and a perfect shot by Nixon, and uh, the game is tied uh, as the third period continues. And um, Union got another power play uh, when Princeton was called for too many men on the ice with seven nineteen to go. Uh, Union on their fourth power play. Great chance to uh, take their first lead of the game, and they almost did. Um, Nixon, uh, the backhander, hit the post uh, during that power play, and the, but unfortunately for the Dutchman, uh, they could not get that uh, tie-breaking goal, and it would end up being Princeton getting the uh, tie-breaking goal as uh, Kirsten, uh, Spencer Kirsten, as we mentioned, a senior forward, had just two goals coming into the game. Uh, got a pass from Tyler Rubin in the Union zone. Just started heading up the ice on the left wing. And he had a lot of speed and uh, got by the Union defense. And he got the towards the net and put a backhander up over Connor Murphy's right shoulder with uh, 4.03 left in the game. And that put Princeton up 5-4. to four. Robertson hits the red line, sends it in deep. Smedrew, first man in, delivers a hit. Princeton comes up with the puck. Skaters in. Back in, he scores! Oh my goodness! Coming in short side is Spencer Kirsten, the senior. And with 4.03 to go, the Tigers have tied, or excuse me, taken the lead. Kirsten's third of the year. And he just skated in, chugged up ice, left wing side, drove towards the net, and flipped the backhander into the corner, top shelf. Princeton forced a turnover uh, with late in the uh, game, as and then Kirsten took advantage of it and then headed up the ice. And because you heard at the uh, top of this broadcast, he put the uh, puck into that from the right circle uh, with 120 left, and that ended any hopes of Union uh, getting a tying goal. And uh, Dutchman season ends uh, at with a 15, eight, uh, 14, 19, and two record. So uh, coming up, we'll have um, the thoughts of uh, some of the key participants in this game uh, both on both sides, and uh, we'll have that just a moment for you here on the Parting Shots Podcast. Hey, Auto Racing fans. The Daily Gazette's Auto Racing Contest is back. Here's how to play. Pick the top five finishers in the weekly NASCAR race and get a chance to win a $50 ShopRite gift card. To play, go to dailygazette.com and click on the Auto Racing Contest banner. The Daily Gazette's Auto Racing Contest is run by the Advertising Department and not affiliated with the Sports Department. Hi, this is Daily Gazette Director of Content Michael Kelly. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. 
Welcome back to the podcast as we uh, take a look back at uh, Princeton's 6-4 victory over Union on Saturday in the ECAC Hockey Tournament uh, first round uh, single elimination game uh, at Mesa Rink. Uh, let's uh, get to the interviews uh, from our post-game coverage and uh, start with uh, the hero of the game for the Tigers, Spencer Kirsten, with those two goals in the third period. And during the interview, you'll hear Ron Fogarty uh, coming into the uh, media room and uh, having um, a good time and deservedly so, so here's Spencer Kirsten. Let's um, talk about your goals there in the third period. You come off the penalty, the kill right there on the exit, too many men on the ice, and you went down the left wing speed. Talk about what you saw in that play. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, it was a great penalty kill. Like that kind of helps our momentum going the last couple minutes of the game. And then honestly, it's kind of all just a blur. Like. Uh, just flying down the wing, and then I had no idea where the shot went, honestly, until uh, people started celebrating. Yeah, it was a backhander. I think it went over Murphy's right shoulder there. Yeah, um, I just saw the puck come out, and I was happy. Um, you know, it's a kind of a testament to all the hard work we've been doing this year, and it comes down to those final minutes. I mean, kudos to, to Union. They put up a, a big fight, and every time we went up, they battled back, and it came down the wire. What about that um, insurance goal you scored? What, it was off a turnover? Uh, I think someone had a good uh, step up on blue line denial. And uh, I just went down one on one, just threw a shot out, and it went in. Luckily, but yeah, it was a big battle, and I'm glad we uh, we're moving on next round. Were you surprised Murphy's still in the net on that one? You think that maybe they were going to pull? Uh, I wasn't sure. Like they hadn't really gotten the zone yet, um, and I figured that's when you usually pull it. But um, again, it was all just a blur, and um, when, I'm happy when when you scored that second one. Oh! <laughs> 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 all year. When do you? When, <laughs> Sorry for the interruption. Uh, when you scored that second one, did you think at that moment that you had it clinched? Um, it's not over until the whistle, I mean, the whistle goes and the, and the horn goes, but um, I certainly felt a lot more confident that we, uh, we could close that one out. How does it feel just to uh, go into this building and get a playoff win, after, especially after last year? Yeah, last year was definitely a really, uh, a really tough game. And, um, you know, in my senior year, I definitely didn't want to go out twice in Union. And, um, you know, our team worked very hard all season and very hard in this game especially. And um, I can't be more proud of the group of guys. And uh, I'm happy to move on next time with them. You guys up four, um, excuse me, four one, and then they end up coming up back to tie. I mean, what was the mood like at that point? Um, you, you never can get too high or too low, and especially in a playoff game. It's playoff hockey. Um, it, it's it's one game take all, and, and no team's going to have any quit at all. Um, and we're going to find that in, in the next couple of rounds too. So uh, yeah, you know. I guess you like the one one game format, huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I, I don't particularly, um, but uh, that's that's how it's gone this season with the rule change. Um, and you know, that's uh, I'm just happy to get the win, honestly. Up next is uh, Princeton head coach Ron Fogarty. Uh, we talked about the game, obviously, and I asked a question about again, that which I asked last week about the uh, one-game format, and uh, you won't be surprised by his answer um, if he still likes it or not. Ron, uh, yeah. talk about Spencer's play there to get those two goals. You can be coming off the penalty kill there. You, you talked about last week. You wanted, had to stay out of the box. Yep. You have two power play goals. You have the penalty for too many men on the ice. So how important was that kill and then leading to what happened? Well, obviously that? a great kill because we're down under seven minutes to go, and you know the next goal usually it's going to put a lot of pressure on the team to come back. So it was a big kill. Had a couple of big blocks, um, and then with Spencer's game, you know we talked about coming into this game and about a season reflecting on it, and all our seniors reflect on it. But uh, it, he's been really frustrated. He's a, he's a highly offensive player for us through his uh, his uh, 
three plus years, obviously the year we lost with COVID, and just told him to scare to play, you're gonna be double shifting here and play a lot. And he delivered. You know, we had him uh, double shifting um, throughout the game, and especially in the third period. I'm pretty sure he had the most minutes for forwards and um, you know, timely goals. After you lost the three goal lead, what was the mood like on the bench? Uh, fine. You no, know, it just talked about we'll close the game up, be uh, ready for anything, and um, <laughs> it's, it's tough to win college hockey games, and there's a lot of adversity, and our team's gone through a lot of adversity, so it was, it was pretty poised. I think I, after the penalty kill, our guys had a little bit of shot of uh, uh, adrenaline there. You know, that was a really big kill for us, and we just let's go after it. When Spencer scored those goals, what was the reaction like, especially the, the first one that puts you guys in the lead? He's going down the left wing with speed there, and uh, roof's a backhander. We were pretty upset. You know, that was a really <laughs> deflating goal that he scored for us. What do you think, Ken? Come on, fuck things. <laughs> uh, 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 right away, just uh, focus was I was grabbing the next line for six on five in case they're going to pull out of the four-minute mark, you know, and, and wasn't sure. We had we had a pre-scout against Dartmouth, uh, what they did in, in all their games and the face-off play. And so we were just making sure the guys knew what to do if got caught out there. Um, so for me, it was more of just preparing for um, the extra attacker and just stay on our four track and keep going. Uh, your five-on-five five play was, was excellent. Yep. Obviously you got all five goals, that, or six goals that way. But uh, the uh, what was going on with special teams? Well, we lost a special teams game, obviously. Yeah. But five-on-five, five, we made an adjustment to, to counter the strong side four check. They did a good job, or strong side breakout, I should say. They were uh, they did a good job of um, against our one one or one two two four check, both games. And going back to our game, we went two nothing. They had a lot of clean exits and taking control of center ice. So we modified and uh, did a different four check, and, and that proved advantageous. And obviously, we had a turnover on it uh, with a second goal for Cronin's, but we did a better job of not giving from you know, goal line to our blue line today. And I think that was a big uh, adjustment for uh, for our win. How much uh, was it an advantage having played Union just last week? You don't have to go through uh, tons and tons of tape. Maybe you have to you know, research if you had to play another yeah. opponent. It's obviously it's fresh in your mind and and you know, taking notes of what we did not do well. Um, and, and what we had to do to you know, suppress their transition, especially off dumps. And like I said, we did a good job of that, and we did a good job with our mock um, breakouts uh, against our forecheck this week in practice. And we are, we are uh, dialed in for what we needed to do to uh, to switch it. Is there any advantage to going in the next weekend having played just the one game? Let's say you had a grueling best-of-three series and gone on to the quarterfinals. Is there any difference, or is it just too far removed, really? We, we've done it before. I, I just... It's unique, so I, I don't know. I, I assume it's going to give us. Uh, it gave us an opportunity to roll three. You know, that's what it did. You know, we, we went down to three lines. You can see the ice times. We lost one of our players in the first period. To hopefully he's okay, but we just dropped and you know rolled with basically five D and nine forwards. So you know, it's a one game showdown, and you don't have to worry about tomorrow. So you just let it all hang out. Now there's a second game. You might have to. You know, you probably gas for that by doing that and not being. Uh, you know, have the depth, but um, most definitely. It's still awful, though. I, I just uh, I feel bad for for Coach Hag. He's done a tremendous job with the team. It's a very good team. Um, I think their goalie is one of the best goalies in the country. He showed he's a, a leader for this team. He's a captain, and um, I, I, as, as much as I'm happy for our team, I'm, there's a little bit of a sad part there because he's done a, a great job, and you know they've done a great job in their building. Um, but I'm happy to to be the, the third win. Do you like the format now? No. <laughs> I stand by it. No, I don't. It's it's not right. I, I still, again, you talk about teams. We this is our thirtieth game. We could have done thirty. You know, there's there's players out there that played 180 games, and our guys 
no max 120 games if you have no one and out it's just also for the student athlete experience it's a great atmosphere a great game you know a lot of diversity a lot of emotion you know and you get that in playoffs how do you think game two would be it would be rocking in here it would be an unbelievable game you know but to go to one two out of three one I just don't see how that that makes sense now let's move over to the union side and let's begin with uh, head coach Josh Halji, uh, who completes his first year as the Dutchman head coach. Josh, you had this perfect situation there, 4-4, you get the power play with Princeton Stewart on the ice, unfortunately you don't score, and then they come down with uh, two goals by uh, Spencer Kirsten. I mean, how devastating was that to have that season in that way? Yeah, I mean, it's extremely devastating. I mean, I thought... Uh, there are moments where we controlled the game and moments where we just, you know, made made mistakes that came back and and obviously cost us. Um, you know, and then to to have that opportunity and not be able to finish. I think one got hit with the knob and then one hit the post and then they come back down and score right away. It's yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. You're down four one and maybe things may be looking a little bleak, but you get the power play goal, the shorthanded goal, and then you get the one another power play goal in the third. So you think you had momentum on your side at that point? Yeah, I, I felt like I felt like we were 100% going to win the game, and um, I thought we were controlling, you know, the, the pace and possession. And you know, obviously, they came back down and they they got one. Did you change anything when you were down four one, or just a matter of good special teams play that got you back in it? No, I, I think that like we just tried to stay above them a little bit more and and to try to get back to our structure. Um, I thought at times in tonight's game we were, you know, it was helter skelter and we were running around and. Um, you know, I thought we just kind of got back to playing the way we want to and, um, you know, play with some energy. Tough, some t- goals that maybe kind of like that back, especially that fourth one with a bad angle from the goal line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he's been the back of one of our team all year, and, um, you know, it's I feel terrible for him that this is the way he, he goes out. So, Is it even harder uh, to go out with one game as opposed to best of three? I mean, it's, you know, no, I mean, it's, we we knew what we were going into, so I, I don't want to like you know, it, it came down to the one, and you know if we want <laughs> you want to get to the best of three, you, you win the game or you you earn the buy, and we didn't do that. So, Josh Nixon's performance tonight. Yeah, he was outstanding. Um, I, you know I thought <laughs> the one that hit the post and late there in the third, I thought for sure was going in just because he was feeling it and um, tremendous game for him. Uh, tough way for Murphy to go out, I guess. Uh. Uh, can you talk a little bit just about what he's done career-wise? Uh, I know you, you're only here for this year, but uh. yeah, I mean he's been, you know, he's been the face of the franchise for the last two years, or the, you know, or the university. Or um, I mean, like he's done, he's done everything for the school and um, for the hockey program. So it's, you know, it's extremely difficult to see him, you know, go out, uh, you know, and we'll miss him a ton. Um, yeah, he's he's been a great leader. He's been a great person. He's he's unbelievable to coach. How tough is it on all the seniors? Yeah, I feel terrible for them. You know, it's not the way you envision it. It's not the way you want them to go out. It's probably not what you know you feel like they deserve. But um, they've been they've been great, and um, you know, especially for me coming in in their final year, I, I owe them a lot. It might be raw right now to ask this question, but how would you assess things? I mean, it's obviously tough to say. Tough, probably tough to analyze how the season went after this game. We probably need a couple more days to figure it out. I mean, I mean, it's extremely disappointing. I felt like we had a team that could, you know, 
make a little bit of a run and that we were playing some, you know, there was moments of where we, I thought we were really coming together. And, um, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel for the guys and just overall you just want, you know, <laughs> you'd love another crack at it. But, again, we didn't we didn't do enough to, to earn that today. And um, I, I feel like there's been a, a pretty solid foundation laid by these seniors and, you know, we'll I hope to honor them by carrying it on and, and keep building. Other than obviously the obvious that Princeton scored more goals, what was the difference between the Princeton team tonight and the one you saw last Saturday? I mean, the intensity definitely you know raises in, in playoffs, and um, you know I thought that um, you know they they kept pushing back, and you know they had a little bit of you know swagger about them when they had the opportunity to finish. They they found ways to you know to finish and, and they put everything on net so um, yeah <laughs> it, it's tough I don't think there was a, a ton different between the two games to be honest other than just you know their goalie made a couple more saves he didn't make the, the first game it was a, just judging by the number of goals maybe a little bit more open than the two Raiders season game yeah it, it was it was you know back and forth and um, you know a lot of opportunities both ways I felt like we felt like I felt like we had the better of the opportunities, but again, you know, at the end of the day, it's they put they put a couple more in. Up next are senior goaltender Connor Murphy, senior forward um, Owen Farris, and uh, sophomore forward Josh Nixon. How tough is this for you, for you Owen and uh, Connor, for the recruiter to end this way with uh, elimination loss? Um, obviously, you know, elimination loss is how it's usually going to end, but. Um, yeah, it's difficult to swallow. Game we think um, going in, I had full faith we would win. So it came a bit quicker than I would have liked and assumed. But yeah, marks the end of a, an era for me. Connor? Yeah, I mean, same. Obviously, it's it's very frustrating, but um, you know we got to learn from it. And for the guys that are coming back next year, you know we got to kind of know what it feels like to lose in the first round and not let that happen again. But you know, as a it's unfortunate because, like Ferris said, you know we definitely felt like we should have won that game. So it's definitely, definitely very uh, unfortunate. Josh, you guys got the power play there. Too many men on the ice by Princeton. Um, good chance for you guys to take the lead, and you know, one of your shots hit the post. You guys don't score, and then they end up scoring two goals there to put the game away. So how, how critical was that uh, sequence of events? Well, obviously, it was late in the game. It was a Back and forth game, obviously. So it was, it was obviously we needed to score in the power play there, but uh, uh, we had our chances. We just didn't capitalize at the end there. Josh, after you scored the tying goal, what was the feeling? Was the feeling there that you guys are going to win this game after coming over that? Oh, 100%. The the energy on the bench was immaculate, and uh, I just thought, I honestly thought we were winning that game for sure. It was just uh, like I said, we just needed to capitalize at the end there. We had our chances. I don't know. There's Kirsten goals there. What did you see? Uh, I know the first one he came, he had a lot of speed coming down the left wing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's happened pretty quick. I mean, definitely saves I should have made, but it is what it is. Tough counter to go out uh, this way. I just, uh, you know, you only get one playoff game this year as opposed to best of three, and then, uh, you know, like that, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, there's not really much to say right now about it. It's, uh, Super unfortunate. So, yeah. for you, both these seniors, what do you see in this program down the road? I think there's huge growth potential here. I think 
my sort of thought going through this year and being a leader has always been like leave this place better than you found it instituting changes working with new coaching staff uh, as well as Ronan who's been here to make this place better and I think a lot of the stuff that they've done on the ice as well as off the ice and building a program as well as sort of the institutional things coming with scholarships and the rink I see this program in two to three years in a, in a dominant place in this conference competing for top spots Unfortunately for me, it's sort of time to move on. I'd love to be here to see some of that happen, but I have full faith in especially our young guys that are going to continue on in this program and next year as well. Um, I'm excited to see from, from a distance how this place evolves. Got Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Howji has, has a really good grasp on these coming years in the future, and, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely not going to – he's going to take advantage of it. You know, he's going to make some – like the changes that need to be made and you know he's gonna he's gonna make sure that this program takes another step forward and you know it's gonna be exciting to see because it's you know obviously we're gonna keep in touch and you know see how it all goes but it's it's gonna be exciting well what was the transition like going from first Rick Bennett to John and then to Josh this year um well obviously the transition from Rick to, to Ronan came in the middle of the season it was kind of a crazy unknown sort of week or two and Ronan kind of took the reins and from there it was really just a like let's do it for him uh, let's rally around Ronan um, then coming into uh, this year with Howji, um there was another level of unexpectedness about you know how would he coach what type of systems would he run how would he be as a person interacting with players that he hasn't recruited and he's done like a fantastic job I, I can't stress how lucky I feel to have had my senior year under him and um, as well as with Ronan on staff as well. Um, it's been an incredible experience and a bit of a crazy senior year, but caps off a crazy four years. Well, did, it seem, did, it, uh, did it seem like the time here went by fast or with all of the coaching changes, he had COVID in the middle, uh, did it, uh, <laughs> it seemed like it has been a long, long road to get to this point? Yeah, I'm, like... I was just sitting in my locker going over things that happened freshman, sophomore, junior year. Some of it feels like yesterday. Some of it feels like five years ago. So, I don't know, maybe in a week when I calm down, I can uh, give you a better answer on that. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Because you played during COVID at Northeastern. So yeah, it was obviously a little bit different for me, you know. I mean, even being in Northeastern kind of felt like, like five years ago, like you said. Like, it felt like a while ago. And, you know, I've just – Everything here has felt like it's gone by pretty quick, unfortunately, but it, it was a great experience playing here, and it was a lot of fun. So, um, you know, I'm going to take a lot of great things out of it. Back to the game a second. You guys are down 4-1. What's the mood like down 4-1, and what was the mood like when you tied it? I don't think we ever gave up believing. Obviously, you're a little – their nerves get a little bit when it's – three goal lead bow with each goal we just built so much momentum we scored a key points I mean less than a minute left in the first period to make it uh, 2-1 and then a couple of key goals um, relatively close to each other that like there's video on the, of the bench you can see kind of what the energy level is like and how fun it was to be a part of that um, fortunately we couldn't roll through that for a full you know sets of time where you know they got a couple back to back in scenarios that um, you know, wasn't the wasn't easy to, to rebound from. Josh, uh, what was the difference 
with the Princeton team that you saw tonight as opposed to the one last Saturday? Well, I think it's just playoff hockey. It's 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 hard to end someone's season, and uh, um, that's what we got out of Princeton tonight. Obviously, we we played our best. They just played a little bit better than us. That's that's honestly the how the script went tonight. We're back to wrap up the podcast with my three stars of the game. I look at the results in the first round games and then look ahead to the quarterfinal matchups. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast. If you really want to know what's going on in your community, you have to read the Daily Gazette. We don't take a side. We're right down the middle and we're going to get to the truth. Our reporters and photographers are out in the field bringing you updates every minute with trust, accuracy, and integrity from the first page to the last page, independent, probing journalism. We're finding out what's going on in the community where nobody else is covering. It's who we are. It's what we do. Hi, this is Union Hockey Analyst Brian Unger. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast as we wrap things up uh, with our review of the Princeton Union uh, ECAC Hockey Tour in the first round game from Saturday. Uh, let's uh, have our three stars and let's begin with uh, number three, Ian Murphy of Princeton with two goals and one assist. Number two star, Union's Josh Nixon with a pair of goals, of course, big goals for the Dutchman. And then the number one star with the two very important goals in the third period was uh, Princeton for Spencer Kirsten. Let's take a look at the other first-round uh, games that took place over the weekend. And everything got underway Friday night in Hamilton, New York, where number five uh, Colgate ousted number twelve Dartmouth five to three. Besides the Union game on Saturday, there are two other ones. Uh, Yale number ten um, didn't seem to bother them being uh, at RPI uh, for the eighteenth time in the last twenty-one games. Yale beat RPI. This was a four-to-one score, and that eliminates the engineers. So the two Capital Region teams are out of the uh, tournament. So the only two teams that did not um, defend home ice. And number six, Clarkson took down number 11, Brown, 5-1. to one. So let's take a look at the uh, quarterfinal matchups. Um, number one, Quinnipiac will take on its New Haven area rival, Yale. Number two, Harvard will host Princeton. Number three, Cornell will host uh, Clarkson. And number four, St. Lawrence takes on um, Colgate. So um, Josh Segan of College Hockey News will join me later this week uh, to discuss the quarterfinal series and uh, take a look back at these uh, first-round games. Uh, congratulate the uh, Colgate women's team. Uh, they won the ECAC Hockey Tournament title Saturday, beating Clarkson. Um, four of the ECAC Hockey teams made the 11-team NCAA field. Uh, Colgate, Yale, Quinnipiac, and Clarkson, so they start uh, very soon, and good luck to all those teams uh, in the NCAA tournament. Well, that will wrap things up, and I want to um, thank everyone uh, for their kind words and uh, following me uh, and my coverage uh, this season on Twitter and uh, at DailyGazette.com and uh, Facebook. I appreciate you very much for reaching out during the year to ask questions or make comments about uh, the things I've uh, written or the uh, podcast. And um, and we're not done talking college hockey. We uh, will we'll obviously uh, break down the um, – ECAC Tournament Final Four next week with uh, Josh Segan, and then we'll dive into the NCAA Tournament and um, heading into the uh, Frozen Four. 
So, um, you know, thank you again for listening. I appreciate it very much. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. I comment more than just about union hockey. You know, with my Philadelphia sports devotion, you know, you'll be seeing a lot of that, especially with the Phillies starting up and uh, my indifference to the Flyers and the way they've handled things over the last few years and the way the Sixers are playing a big win Saturday night in Milwaukee. And, of course, my Eagles, they still disappointed they lost the um, Super Bowl, but still proud of them as well. So, if, of course, if you have any questions about the con- uh, podcast or union hockey or college hockey, you can email me at uh, Slapshots. That's uh, S-C-H-O-T-T-S, of course. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not Slapshots. That's my Twitter handle. I'm sorry. Uh, you can email me at Shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at DailyGazette.com. The views expressed on the Party Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Party Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I am Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Shot. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Party Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.